This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Also brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have the latest market outlook from Sask Wheat. Wheat prices are up and down. Today a rise of 19 cents a bushel. The canola growers announced a very early date for farmers to apply for spring cash advances this year. The funds will become available as early as April 1st. Real Agriculture talks to Ann Wasco for an update on cattle markets. We have details on the Barley Council of Canada annual meeting with comments from board chair Zenith Fay of Foam Lake. The Beef Cattle Research Council releases a report on choosing a useful cattle herd sire. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. Wheat markets are showing ups and downs during the past week. This morning, spring wheat futures at Minneapolis rose 19 and a quarter cents at 973 U.S. a bushel. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting compiled this week's wheat market outlook for the Sask Wheat website. Here's a summary of what happened in the cash markets last week. Traded tonnages clearly are down. Specifically, Tunisia bought four times 25,000 tons of soft wheat together with three times 25,000 tons of durum wheat. The durum wheat traded at 643 to 649 US per ton SIF. Japan tendered for 54,000 tons of wheat from the US, Canada, and Australia. Um, Iran is reportedly back in the market for 120,000 tons sometime this week. Bangladesh returns Feb 14 for 50,000 tons. And last week's US export sales were dreadful at just 58,000 tons, leaving the season total of 635 million bushel down 23% from last year. To continue, here are some of the major news in the markets by major origin. Starting with Canada. Spring wheat futures continue to erode during the week. They did bounce off support levels on Friday, so the charts are supportive of a short rally. Simply put, Canadian wheat is still too expensive in international markets and many buyers have been able to find cheaper supplies elsewhere. Canadian shipping week exports for week 26 were 238,000 tons for a season total of 5.8 million tons. That's down 42% from last year. If you analyze the year-to-date number, the current pace would only reach 11.6 million tons compared to the AFC forecast for the year of 14 million tons. This is concerning as we're heavily reliant on exports. We still think that wheat is a sale, spring wheat I should say is a sale. We would be sold of all our old crop and about 20% of new crop at 1050 or better. Moving on to Durham. 
As mentioned, Tunisia bought three cargoes of Durham at 643 to 649 per ton SIF. That's down $50 per ton from the last tender. The numbers back off roughly to Canadian $19 a bushel in Saskatchewan. However, local Durham prices have backed off further, and today's PDQ quotes show values in the range of only $15 to $16 for old crop. We are sold out of old crop Durham because the sales window is shrinking as new crop Durham will be available in the next four to six weeks. We would also look at selling some new crop if comfortable with the specs. New crop can be sold for 1330 or better for number three. We have noted that some buyers are buying new crop based on their own specs and not CGC specs. Be careful when you when you peruse the contracts as this was not flagged by the company up front. We note that a lot of international Durham is actually traded at, at specs close to number three quads. United States. In terms of wheat growing conditions, it remained dry across most of the US. Extreme drought conditions persist across northwest Texas and western Oklahoma. The Dakotas were unusually warm and windy, uh, but the weather expanded the severe drought. Northwest North Dakota did see some improvement following increased snowpack. Weather in the PNW was dry this week, except for the Idaho-Montana border where some abnormal dryness was reduced. As mentioned, U.S. weekly export sales were very low at 58,000 tons. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting compiled this week's weekly market outlook for the Sask Wheat website. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca. Application forms are now being accepted for the 2022 Advanced Payments Program Cash Advance. It's a federal program that's delivered to producers by several groups, including the Canadian Canola Growers Association. The CCGA says growers can complete their forms during the early application phase, which runs from now until March 31st. Once the paperwork is done, the advance payment funds will become available as early as April 1st. Dave Gallant is the Director of Finance and Operations at the Canadian Canola Growers Association. Well, we hear from our customers all the time that the sooner we can get the forms out, the better, because it gives farmers that much more time to get the forms completed, any forms that need signing by third parties done, crop insurance information submitted, so that the whole package is complete and they're ready to have their money issued on April the 1st. And you are right, this is the earliest we've ever been available by about a week compared to last year. Gallant outlines the advanced payment levels. There have been dramatic increases in the rates because the market values of all, of all the commodities have shot up over the last year. So as an example, canola this year is $363.75 a ton. Last year, the advance rate was $252.20 a ton. So for the same number of acres or the same tonnage of crops that uh, farmers grew last year, they can expect to see anywhere from 25 to 35% more cash flow out of this year's cash advance than they did last year's cash advance. Gallant expects farmers to be interested in the cash advance program. We're certainly expecting that a lot of our customers coming out of last year's drought are in a position where they don't have much cash flow because they didn't have grain in the bin or crop insurance was required to pay off their cash advance. So we expect that there will be a significant demand for cash flow to help put this year's crop in. Gallant outlines the interest rates. That is the same as last year, so it's still 100000 interest-free. 
a total of million dollars at CCGA. That extra 900000 is at prime minus three-quarters of a percent. And CCGA still has no fee for the cash advance. And I guess the other thing that farmers need to keep in mind is that the, the Bank of Canada is talking about increasing interest rates in the near future. So that prime rate that we use as our foundation could go up, but we will always be three-quarters of a percent below CIBC prime, no matter what the prime rate moves to. Gallant outlines the interest rate at April 1st. It will be whatever the published rate is at that time. Today it's 2.45%, which means our interest rate is one7 If the Bank of Canada raises prime rate before April 1st, that will be the new point we use to calculate the interest rate on the advance at that point in time. He explains further. The other thing is that in addition to starting the program earlier, we've also made a number of changes to our secure website, uh, the online application process to make it even simpler for farmers to apply. Uh, And we encourage everybody to get out there as early as possible. We've got staff on the phones waiting to take their applications. The secure site is up and running. And uh, we're looking forward to helping farmers get the cash flow they need to get the crop in this year. Dave Gallant is the Director of Finance and Operations at the Canadian Canola Growers Association. The Growers Association is one of a number of groups that deliver the Advanced Payments Program Cash Advance on behalf of Ottawa. Farmers can apply for up to $100,000 interest-free and up to an additional $900,000 at an interest rate of prime less 0.75%. Usually the CCGA handles between eight and 9,000 advance payment applications in a normal year. Farmers can apply for 55 commodities, including field crops, large and small livestock, honey, and organic commodities. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. It's now time to talk about the cattle markets. We're talking to Ann Wasco, the Gateway Livestock Exchange, and she is down at the NCBA. Hey, Ann, how are you? Well, we're in Houston. Hi, Sean. We are in Houston, and um, a little bit of an ice storm moved into Texas yesterday. So this morning it's minus three uh, Celsius in Houston, which um, they're all freaked out about. But anyways, it's been a great, uh, great week down here. Yeah, that, that's the kind of weather that shuts down schools in a place like Texas. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, let's let's get a bit of review of uh, what we've seen here uh, this week when it comes to prices, and, and then we'll get into some more of the convention sort of issues. Yeah, well, it was a good week for uh, U.S. cattlemen to be together because, of course, uh, the cash market did jump this week in the U.S., so that was, uh, a, you know, everybody in good spirits that way. Uh, in the South this week, uh, let's call the live market $3 higher. They got up to that 140 mark again. Northern trade, Nebraska, 2 to 4 higher, kind of that 139 to 140, and that would be dressed kind of 222 to 224. So markets certainly, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago, futures Markets were waiting for this to happen. The cash needed to do something, and this week it started. Most down here certainly don't think that's the end of it. You know, seasonal move as we head into spring is what's you know being talked about. Now the wholesale market, because we are getting more cattle processed in the U.S. now, as we kind of get through the worst of some of those labor issues uh, with COVID, uh, they did see choice uh, prices at two eighty one and a half. So that's down seven and a half from last week on the choice. And again, um, that's that's kind of typical. Here we are in February. Uh, most most 
most looking at that as kind of a seasonal move. Now, in Alberta, I wish I had a little better news here. Fed cattle prices were pretty thinly tested this week, certainly lower. Uh, dust sales kind of 260 delivered. That's five to 10 lower than last week, Sean. And, you know, I haven't seen the average yet, but that'll be probably around 157, uh, four bucks lower than last week. So it's not fun to see the Alberta market flip, but it's double frustrating when it moves down and the U.S. moves higher. So that that means we're looking at like kind of a 20 under basis this week, Sean. Ooh, 20 under? Yeah. Yeah, ooh, yeah. Ooh, really? so, so that's no fun. We we were what ten to fifteen here in the past. Yeah, weeks? well, last last week we were with twelve and a half under. So it, it's been a poor, you know. And I wrote about, talked about that a couple of weeks ago. It's been a poor start to twenty twenty two in terms of Alberta spot basis. You know, significantly wider, but you know, kind of in that. I think the month of January averaged thirteen under, but last week we were twelve and a half. So we've dropped from twelve and a half to twenty now. So February's not not getting any better. What, what's driving that number? Like what, what's, what's pushing well, it down? Well, of course. Well, this week with that market down in Alberta, certainly, you know, Packers um, concerned about um, getting cattle um, through through the slaughter mix and, and concerns about some, some capacity challenges in terms of uh, getting beef moved, especially out of the country. So that's certainly driving those lower bids in Alberta. Yeah, that makes that makes a whole a whole lot of sense for for sure. And and that box beef price, uh, it has come down a, a little bit, but the Packers still has lots of margin there to work with. Uh, oh yeah, let's not worry there. about yeah, <laughs> let's not worry about Packer margins right now. They're doing just fine, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I hear you. Okay, l- let's yeah. talk about what you heard this week from Cattlefax. I I know that that Cattlefax presentation, which is outstanding, I've been to it at the convention as well before. They do a great job. What was their update here this week? Yeah, so the session was Wednesday morning, and um, it certainly had a, um, I'll use the word, you know, a bullish feel to it uh, in terms of uh, forecast, not just even here for 2022, but right on out into the the middle part of the decade. So that certainly was the news, and that really kind of came back to the whole cattle supply scenario. If you recall, last week, USDA just released the January 1 cattle inventory report uh, for the U.S., and the beef cow herd down here dropped another 2%. Um, and again, some of that's drought related as well, but also some of it going right back to lack of profitability at the cow-calf level. So with smaller uh, cow herd, we're going to have a smaller calf crop, obviously. And certainly that's pointing towards um, higher prices as we as we go into this year and next year. So for example, the, the cattle facts analysts were talking about for the 2022 annual average in, in fed cattle to be about 15% higher than last year. And on feeder cattle and calves as much as 20%. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today, wind northwest 50, gusting to 70. The high, plus 4. Tonight, 30% chance of light snow, the low, minus 16. Friday, mainly cloudy, wind north 20, man colder tomorrow, the high, minus 14, wind chill near minus 25, the low, minus 17. 
Saturday clearing with a high of minus 12, 30% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 15. Sunday partly cloudy, the high plus 1, the low minus 17. Monday cloudy, the high minus 9, 40% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 14. Tuesday partly cloudy with 30% chance of flurries, the high minus 11, the low minus 18. Wednesday partly cloudy, the high minus 11. Normal high for this date is minus 8, the normal low minus 19. The sun rose at 819 this morning, it sets at 606 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, Maple Creek, again today at plus 8. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay again at minus 24. Saskatoon is plus 3. Estevan, Swift Current, Weyburn and Yorkton all plus 4. Regina Cloudy and plus 3, that's 37 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 44, gusting to 60. Humidity is 80%, the barometric pressure rising at 99.9. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, plus 4. Winds are from the west-northwest, 50, gusting to 65. Once again, Regina, the clouds have now rolled in this past hour, and it's pretty much cloudy, plus 3, that's 37 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Markets and prices were among the issues discussed at the recent Barley Council of Canada annual meeting. Board Chair Zenith Fay of Foam Lake says lower yields last year are a concern, but he says rising demand provides optimism for the 2022 growing season, and barley is a popular crop. Well, it it is, and you know, barley is one of those crops that, uh, in the past, everybody tries for malt, you know, because that's it only utilizes about 20% of the of the barley grown, but you get a premium. You know, in the range of a dollar a bushel, as it has been in the past, but then it slipped. So a lot of people lost interest in, and but the feed market has been uh, growing in uh, uh, across Western Canada, but also in in uh, in uh, the maritime. So uh, our our needs for barley and the industry wants more barley. Of course, our export uh, demand has also increased in the last couple of years, and some of that is attributed to some of the uh, market development work that the Barley Council was involved with uh, over the years with China. And yeah, it, it, it requires, for people to be interested on the, on the customer side, we need to have volume. And uh, volume is... Uh, is going to be uh, determined on the grower farm. As a producer myself, you know, it, it, it the, the market has to buy my acres, right? So if it looks good on, on our uh, balance sheet, then uh, we'll put more barley acres in. And it's the same thing within the other grower. So, yes, uh, demand is uh, is increasing, and that's a good thing. But our yields for last year were... Uh, were disappointing because of the drought and you know it depended on where you were 
because if you're you happen to be in an area that got that extra little shower, um, your yields bumped up by ten bushels a If you didn't, it went down by ten or fifteen. So that's uh, Mother Nature. Faye says he has few changes in his 2022 seeding plans. We don't change our rotation a lot on our farm. Um, you know, barley is, is a crop that's always in our rotation because, you know, we can't grow canola on canola and, and uh, or at least you're not supposed to with the disease pressures and things like that. But, uh, you know, the other crops have also are looking for uh, increase in, uh, in uh, production and, and barley has to compete. So the marketplace has to determine uh, with the new crop pricing looking not too bad, but uh, barley needs to get some moisture during the growing season to, to be able to do its full potential. Faye says he will also be growing peas, oats, and canola this year. He says the winter snow cover will improve soil moisture conditions this spring. Yeah, I think uh, with the snowfall that we've gotten and the uh, number of shovelfuls that that we've had to uh, move around the yard. It uh, definitely looks optimistic that the dugouts will have some water, uh, which is good for the livestock guys. And, you know, barley is uh, 80% of the barley grown goes into the feed industry. So we need to have a strong feeding industry and cattle industry to, uh, to utilize uh, the crop as well. And, and with, uh, uh, with the demand from the export market, uh, that also helps, but just getting back to our farm, you know, there will be enough adequate moisture for seed germination. It's going to, as always, you don't uh, make or lose a crop in, in February or March. Uh, it, you're going to need that timely rain as it goes, gets into uh, June, July, and August. Uh, and, you know, like last year, it, it was the severe heat that uh, did a number on, on the crop because it just, it just cooked it when uh, it gets to be uh, that, that hot for that long. The Barley Council of Canada is a one-stop place for customers and producers to find out information about Canadian barley. Senneth Fay of Foam Lake is the board chair of the Barley Council of Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Researchers in Saskatchewan have highlighted the value of a good bull in a cattle herd. Researchers say before investing in a new herd sire, it pays to evaluate the costs, benefits and break-even price of a bull based on a farm operation's need. The following presentation features Kathy Larson, a professional research associate with the University of Saskatchewan, as well as comments from beef producers Brennan Schachtel of Lloyd Minster and Mitchell Stewart from EDAM Saskatchewan. Any person that's gone to a bull sale knows that there's a lot of variation in what bulls will sell for in a given sale. Bull prices seem to be going up in recent years and so we're regularly having to make a, a fairly large capital investment. You want to make sure it's not just looking in your bank account and saying, well, this is how much I have to spend today. There is tools available, one through the Beef Cattle Research Council, a, a bull valuation calculator. This is a tool that any producer can use. A lot of producers, including myself, don't actually look at as often. They just say, okay, the, my bull budget is X, and if I go above X, what's that going to bring to the table? But what's the actual value in spending more dollars or keeping the bull an extra year or, or not? It is difficult coming up with a number, both that fits your budget and also using all the things that 
that go into that bull evaluation. The number one determining factor on us for herd bulls uh, is the mother of the of the bull, and the, the more females in that bull's pedigree that we can find, uh, the more value that we hold in that bull. It's a huge investment, especially when you look at what it's going to do for you in the future, one to ten years down the road. It's not so easy as just doing some rough math and figuring it out. There's a process called capital investment analysis that this tool does. It works back your expected revenues and costs over the lifespan of that bull and works it back to a present value basis. There's a little bit of intricate math that you don't see behind the scenes that it's doing based on these simple variables that you're putting in about your operation. You can use this tool to figure out what the break-even price is for bulls for your situation. You know, looking at the cost factor of it, you know, we've always sort of had a number in our head uh, that we wanted to spend, whether it was what we could afford or if we wanted to splurge a bit and maybe get some different genetics uh, from across the country uh, when we're buying a, a, a bull. But the thing that I liked about the, the bull valuation tool was that it brought it down to an actual dollar value per calf. I found that really useful. Time is of huge value on our operation it, it seems like there's always things that you know that need to get done any tools that we can come across that streamline our process and, and make decision making a little bit easier is definitely of value the bull feature with U of S researcher Kathy Larson and Lloyd Minster beef producer Brennan Schachtal and Mitchell Stewart of Edem was produced by the Beef Cattle Research Council the market updates with Jim Smalley on the source 620 CKRM Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell $13 at $949.92. Number one red spring wheat went up $6.80 at $446.44. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $551.16. Feed barley, $377.37. Flax, $1094.92. Lentils, $848.77. Oats, $551.53. Yellow peas, $635.89. And feed wheat, $261.65. At Minneapolis, March spring wheat rose 19 and a quarter cents at $9.73 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Hello, Calumet, Junior for Heartline Livestock, York, with your market report for the week of February 9th. A real good run offer here this week, 2980 in the pre-sort and 365 cows in regular sale for a total of 3345 for the week. On the feeder market this week, the steers were trending steady to a few pennies higher, but the heifer market saw an increase of 5 to 10 cents on all classes of heifers. Here are a few highlights. Buckskin steers, 640 at 218, 712 at 204, 788 at a buck 95, and the big buckskin steers at 855 at $1.91. Black steers, 640 at 218.50, 710 at 204.75, 780 at a buck 96. On the red X steers, 650 at 217, 710 at 207, 790 weights at a dollar 93, and the 950 pound red X steers at a buck 88. On the heifer trade, buckskin heifers 650 to dollar 88, 710 weights at a dollar 80. The black heifers 650 to dollar 84, 710 weights at a dollar 78. 
Red X heifer six forty to dollar eighty six, and the seven hundred five weights at a buck eighty. The cow and bull trade was steady to last week. Two hundred cows averaged seventy cents. D one, D two cows sixty eight to seventy four with a high of seventy six. D three cows fifty nine to sixty five with a high of sixty six. Light shelly cows fifty to fifty five near heiferettes eighty five to ninety two. Twenty five big bulls averaged a dollar two with a high of a dollar twenty five and a hard exotic bull. We also sold in conjunction with our regular sale 80 pasture-exposed bred cows for June 1st calving. These cows traded from 1,000 to 1,275 per head. Producers, next Friday, February 18th, is our monthly sheep and goat sale, receiving Thursday noon till 8 and Friday up until sale time at 11 a.m. Also, our monthly horse sale at 3 p.m. on Friday, February 18th. Producers, our pre-sort sale for the week of 20, February 23rd is a one-day sort. We will only be sorting on Tuesday, February 22nd due to the Family Day holiday on the Monday. Our pre-sorts are filling up fast, so give us a call to pre-book. All cattle must be booked into our pre-sort sales. Once again, this is the Junior for HLS Yorkton. Thank you, and have a great day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,800 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 197 to 209 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,600 head, selling in a range of 197 to 226 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are up, selling in the range of 43 to 50 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up 18 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2680. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.94 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash markets are continuing to tack upward, with Western Corn Belt 54 cents higher, National up by a penny, and the cutout adjusted base notably higher at $6.74 U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day. Another exceptional gain in the ham primal prompted a $7.55 change higher in the net value of the carcass yesterday. The weekly export sales report released this morning showed physical deliveries backed off 6.3% relative to the previous reporting period, but at 30,390 metric tons would be considered trendline so far in 2022, and the third highest on record for the marketing week. New net sales commitments to all regions were 20.3% lower than a week ago, while notably lower than 2020 and 2021, still came in at 9.2% higher than the five-year average. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Camacos MacArthur River Mine and Key Lake Mill in northern Saskatchewan are ramping up production after being put in safe care and maintenance in January 2018 due to weakness in the global uranium market. President and CEO Tim Gitzel says there are a few reasons why they're beginning production again. When we shut down production at MacArthur River, the price of uranium spot price, which is one indicator, was at about $17. Today the price is 42 But what's really changed is just, uh, I think 2021 was a real change year for nuclear around the world. Gitzel says with countries committing to net zero carbon emissions, nuclear energy is part of the mix. As an example, he pointed to U.S. President Joe Biden, who committed to nuclear energy last year, signing the Paris Agreement and committing to keeping that country's nuclear reactors going while focusing on new technology and small nuclear reactors. The return to production at the mine and mill will take the total workforce to around 900 employees and contractors by 2025 from around 470 at the end of 2021. On the markets, the TSX is up 160 points to 21,764. The Dow has fallen 89 points to 35,679. 
Oil is up a dollar eighty to ninety one forty six per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up sixteen one hundredths of a cent at seventy nine point zero six cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.